When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? Welcome into DNVR Rams Live, presented by Natures of Colorado, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary, providing top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. Remember to use the code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores to take advantage of their deals. It's February 1st. That means we're a month out from March. This is really the crunch time. And CSU men's hoops coming off of a, just a momentous victory over San Diego State Tuesday night at Moby Arena up in Fort Collins for sellout of the year. It was state pride night. It was headband giveaway night. It was Joe Palmer's birthday. And man, the vibes were right. It was just a really cool setting. I was able to go up there with Ryan Green, which was awesome. Make sure you go check out his spotlight over on DNVR Sports. I also uh, have an audio only podcast out as well as a couple of written pieces. I'll have another feature coming out uh, later tonight. So all kinds of content. But of course... I got to talk about it with my guy, my partner in crime, Andre Simone. Dre, how's it going? Because I'm not going to lie. Like after, after the weekend and everything that happened in Wyoming, I was like, oh my God, I don't even want to have to do this because oh. we talked about how big the stretch was coming up. Yeah. And fortunately, the Rams, they, they come out with some resilience. They respond in a major way, have one of their best performances of the season. But just take me through like this last week for you and then following this whole process. It's so true. It's the first time since we've been doing this that I really felt like, ugh, I'm not looking forward to doing the pod this week. Like that just stunk. And, it, you know, I mean, so many things had to line up for that disaster to unfold but yeah it really made this game at moby that much bigger and what a response so much of our talking points the last two months justin like the big's gotta play better like when are we gonna get a game where scott cartier and mbemba two of the three play better and clifford needs to show us athleticism and really be like at the level of some of these other guys like Boy, did Neek fit into that kind of game, huh? Just he was perfectly. awesome. <laughs> I and mean, about as well as you could off play. Off the get, Jay Mike. Off the get. Yeah, I think in the first half alone, he played it was 14 or 15 minutes, and he had 14 points, six rebounds, three assists, and three steals in that first half. Like, yeah. he just he does a little bit of everything, and he's he he's just awesome. so huge for this team in terms of the on-ball defense. The rebounding is one of the the biggest things he brings this team. The minute he leaves the floor, yep. It, yep. Uh, it seems like the other team starts getting way more second chance opportunities. He's Big just time. he's great at high pointing the ball. But yeah, I felt like his mentality from the very beginning set the tone in this one. And you know, kind of going back to things we've been talking about for weeks, you finally mm -hmm. get out to that hot start, twenty-one-seven yes. run yes. over the first ten minutes. And yes, you know, you know, San Diego State's going to adjust. They have a really veteran team, you know, four or five of these guys were a part of that national title run from last year or, you know, runner up run. And to be able to come out and, and get that start, get some confidence, especially after what happened, you know, that everybody in the stands is kind of like, Oh, oh man, like how is CSU going to respond? And I just yeah. felt like getting the energy in the building right off the bat was so huge. You know, you didn't blow them out. You never were going to, yep. but just not having to exert yourself of doing this, you know, 12 point comeback every single night. It's just, it's such a hard way to make a living in this league because the teams are too good. And I just felt like it was huge to start strong, weather the storm and to close strong. Yeah, hundred percent. And it was really a team effort, especially the starters Neek, we talked about. Scott was great. Eight when points he, over the final five minutes. When and he, he like, hit that three, I was I was in disbelief. It was the dagger. He had a couple it, of them, and they were yeah. huge. And Cartier's doing more. Like, it was, like, such a true, like, they both look like inside-out players, not these undersized bigs where we're kind of forcing a square peg into a round hole. Sometimes it's felt like in some of these games, they fit in so well. They played so flawlessly. Neek was obviously a huge catalyst. 
Isaiah, you know, the way he just like pulled the strings was masterful. As always, I thought where he really stood out was pushing on the break. I thought that yeah. was key in getting out to a hot start, using that home court advantage. And then, I mean, once the one time it got a little tight, what, halfway through the second half? Yeah, the San Diego State, they had a 6-0 run. They take a one-point lead, 61-60, with about 7.30 to go. But CSU immediately responds. Patrick yep. Cartier goes down, gets a post-up, nice layup opportunity. After that, you get a steal, transition, and then it's the neek dunk where he throws it yeah. down. Yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, you're right back up by six, eight again. Yeah, so Stevens was pushing it. And I mean, everyone was just playing their a game. It seemed like a bit of a dark cloud had been lifted. There was so much more confidence, like less tightness than what we've seen for a while since entering conference play. Really? Yeah. I, th I think, you know, this is a group that had been through it. And I yeah. mean, this is always the dog days of the season. There's a ton of energy early on the excitement you get the year going and you feel it in the NBA too. Like the lulls of January, totally, February totally. basketball, you know, like what's coming around the corner. And I mean, frankly, the Rams have played a really challenging schedule. If you look at the Ken Palm metric, CSU has played the most challenging mountain West schedule as of now. And a lot of that's going to flip a lot of these teams you had to play on the road. You know, you get an opportunity to play right, at home. Right. And I mean, also vice versa. You still have to go yes, to the pit and VA house, yes, which is sir. brutal, but I just think this was such an important moment for this team because, you know, on the surface, a loss to San Diego State, like that's not going to kill your reputation nationally. That's not sure, going to be the difference sure. between making or, or missing the NCAA tournament. But just given the fact that you've been in this rough stretch, you had lost four of six and you're coming off of the worst loss of the, the Medved era. I mean, he called it the yeah. most gut-wrenching loss he's ever been a part of, and mm -hmm. that's that's incredibly accurate. Um they just, they needed that, that feel good moment. And I, I really want to credit the veterans on this team and the staff for the way they handled it. I don't know if you saw, I, I shared this on, on Twitter. There, a lot of people wrote about it as well, but you know, on Sunday, how they handled things, you could have done it two ways. You could fixate on what went wrong, lock yourself in the film room all day, you know, break these guys down, scream, I can't believe you did this. But the reality is like, they know what went wrong. These are fourth and fifth year guys. They see all the noise on social media. They know they had to live through it. And I just felt like the staff deciding, you want to know what? We're not even going to practice Sunday. We're going to play a team kickball game. It was 60 degrees in the sun. They went out, they had fun and they just, they let it go. And yeah. I think it allowed them to go into that San Diego state matchup kind of just like free, you know, into mm -hmm. sense of, yeah, like it, it was a horrible thing that happened over the weekend. It's a new week. And they went in and they attacked from the beginning. They never let up and they executed at a really high level on both sides of the ball against a team who played well, like San Diego state played good. They hit shots that they had not been hitting for weeks. And it had me a little nervous. Like, you know, Reese waters comes out and hits three threes in the first yeah. half, <laughs> the second half Parrish and Lamont Butler hit a couple of them. And I'm like, Oh God, they just, they refuse to go mm -hmm. away here. Like, here we go again, this experienced team. Well, there's been times in this stretch, this, this tough stretch, then starting conference play where we've, I've wondered a bit, like, what what tier of defensive team is this? How good are they really defensively? I mean, geez, they look like the better defensive team to me against San Diego State than the Aztecs. They really set and the tone physically. One of the, like, best defensive teams well, in the country. According man. to Ken Palm, it's the, you know, defensive efficiency, it's the best defense in the conference, which makes sense. I mean, you look at yeah. who they've got out yeah. there, the size, the experience. Yeah. And really, on, on both ends. I mean, and they you, played some of their best offense against that defense, and I think they played some best, some of their best defense that we've seen in two months. Man, it was really impressive end to end. Uh, and I mean, gosh, so much of it to me really comes down to those bigs. Oh, it was huge. I mean, Cartier and Scott not getting bullied. Bemba had a big eleven minutes off the bench. He didn't do a ton offensively, mm -hmm. but they just. They made everything hard on Ladie. He wasn't getting easy post-up looks. Yes, you sir. know, every time they tried to run the pick and roll, CSU would send help at the right time. Like the, the wings and the guards did a great mm -hmm. job of coming on that backside and stripping them and just making them work for everything. And even like, let's see, what do you have here? He had 13 points, I believe. Yeah, 13 points, six of 11 from the floor. I'd have to go back and, and like mark every single one of them. I would bet you eight of those were putbacks. Like he really was not much of a factor in this one. And this is a guy who was 
in my opinion, the biggest part of their NCAA championship run last year. Like he, he's a guy that can give you 30 and 15, just like that. I mean, it was, uh, it was really big. And I do think, and we saw this change within the last couple weeks. I think the way strong and Lake are playing is much better than what we were seeing earlier in the season. I'm glad you brought that up because that, that was one of the things that I hit on my, my takeaways piece. Cause my first story, a lot of it's on Neek and, and Zay, which makes sense. Those two combined for 40, yeah. they scored or assisted on 27 of 28 made field goals, which is just insane. Nuts. But there were key moments and especially the starting lineup, you know, Jalen Lake had a couple of, uh, you know, key defensive instances where he's able to muck things up. He had a couple of instances where he has the ball in transition. He's running the break makes a perfect pass to a guy like Neek instead of trying to force something. Uh, Josiah Strong had a really important strip of Ladi, which leads to a transition layup for Zay, mm-hmm. which you brought up. He also had a shot contest uh, when San Diego State's done, like they're down six or seven with about 90 seconds to go. And it's still in that, like, well, right, right. you know, if they get a four zero run here, then all of a sudden, you know, you're playing for fouls and stuff. Yeah. They, they just made really good decisions all night long. And I really think it started from the beginning. Like, they did. They missed a three-point attempt to start the game. Neat gets a putback. Then that second possession, he has the ball in the corner. He drives, and instead of settling for a jumper, which was open, he spins on his guy, gets to the hoop, easy layup. And all night, it was just that. It was, yeah, this is a good shot. I'm going to work it for eight yep. more seconds, and we're going to get a great yep. shot. And I, I just think that's what Medved meant when he came on our show a couple of weeks back, and he's talking about, you know, yeah, like, you know, some of these shots are open, but I think there are times where we need to be just a little bit pickier. And I, I felt like both in the half court and in transition when yeah. it's like, do we, yes. do we pull up here? Do yes. we take this jumper? Do we try and get to the rim? Every single time they made the right decision in this one. Such a better flow. Yes. It was just such a better flow. And I mean, in a lot of ways, it was like, oh, yeah, this is the team that got us so excited that first month and a half. They reminded you know the Mountain West who they are. And like, I, I think obviously Wyoming is its own deal. Like w- honestly, like if we're talking about the struggles and you're talking about Wyoming, like it's its own deal. It's its own deal. But it's, they didn't have a bad loss before that. And the yeah, thing was, yeah. is everyone was trying to group it into like one large struggle. And it's like, well, it's not really that like every game hasn't been the same. There have been some things that have been consistent, like the inability to knock down jump shots. And it's still not great. Like seven of 21 is better, but I liked that. It's the they road were selective woes. and you're going to shoot, you know, 20 to 21 in this offense. You're going to put 23s up pretty much every game. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It wasn't 30, 35 threes. Like it uh-huh. was, you know, in these other games, they just, they made an effort to get to the paint. And I think finishing plus eight in the paint was a big deal. Cause like I said, San Diego state actually shot better from deep than they tend to. This was the one you had to have. Um, the road woes are concerning, but they're happening across the country. They're happening everywhere in the conference. And, you know, the only way you're going to make up for the struggles on the road is take care of business at home. I think the top six teams have a total of two home loss or, uh, sounds right. New Mexico, three Boise's lost at home twice. New Mexico's lost at home once. That's it. Yeah. That's pretty nuts right there. So, I mean, every road win, even against the lower side of the, the, our power rankings, which you'll do soon enough, you know, there's no easy games like this Fresno game this weekend. Fresno right. should have beat Boise right. at home. They right. were frisky against UNLV, you know, Wyoming, which the way you lost it, that's tragic. But they're a team that's on the rise. They've won four or five that, you know, they're all of a sudden have Their an identity. They play tough. Great. Yeah. Like there, there's going to be a team in that six, seven, eight range that screws somebody in this top six and makes them have to play an extra day in that mountain West tournament. And that's the thing that I was talking about on the, the, the pod that I recorded last night was just that, you know, realistically you're still probably out of the mountain West title race, regular season. You're a full three games back. That's a lot of ground to make up in a month. Now we never know. I mean, as we saw like New Mexico falls last night at home, like you drop a couple of road games, you take care of business at home if you're able to steal one against, you know, like a San Diego state or a New Mexico on the road, maybe. But the big thing for, for CSU in this tight mountain West is like, you just want to ensure that you finish in the top five. You don't want to have to play that extra day in the mountain West tournament because 
it's hard enough to win three in three days, but to have to do four in four days after this gauntlet and with, you know, a pending NCAA tournament coming up the, the weekend after that, that's just not a spot you want to be in. The top five teams in this league are going to make the big dance. Maybe six, maybe the six bid Mountain West is still alive, especially after Boise beating Mount, uh, New Mexico on the road last night. This was a massive win in the big picture on just so many levels, like in the Mountain West standings and the NCAA tournament picture, just in the general vibe standpoint of getting everybody back on track and like getting mm-hmm. the fans feeling good again and like Dude. having fun. Yeah. And I mean, internally, the vibes I think are huge right here because you're just at a look. This season's been super competitive. This conference, super competitive. It's super tight. Every game matters. Every win counts so much more. Every loss counts so much more. You needed the players themselves to get some of that confidence back. You needed Moby to get, you know, to reaffirm itself as a really important home court in this conference. And I feel like you did that. And that was massive. And Wyoming will linger, but there's ways to make up for it. Making up for the San Diego State game was going to be way harder. Well, and... Wilding has shown they're a good team at home. You know, they kicked the hell out of Nevada at home. You know, that it's just it's a tough place to play. It's the highest altitude in college basketball. Eight and one. They're Wyoming, UNLV, like these are teams that if those are the seventh and eighth best teams in your league, that's a damn good conference. It's pretty nuts, buddy. It's really pretty nuts. You know what else it's is pretty nuts? Incredible. Though? The amazing deals with our friends at Circle K. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) We're just enjoying some gummies. Incredible deals. You know, I've almost run out of my five Phillips because I signed up for, you know, phone number, app. Boom. Now my first five Phillips, 25 cents off. Kate's got to do that now so that I can now punch her number in. Yeah, take advantage. And get another five Phillips. If you have a young child, it might be economically sensible to sign up for them like a phone number so that you can just save the, like get them a burner or something like that. You know, one of those track phones, sign up, save 25 cents a gallon for your next five Phillips. That's a huge deal, guys. I'm at the pump. It feels like the old days. It feels like Like 15 years ago. Back in the day before there was a Russian conflict. Like these are really good (laughs) gas prices I'm getting. It's really incredible. Well, with Circle K, the free (laughs) membership, you can get the app. It's easy to download. You can just scan the QR code right on the screen. Scan away. Um, Like we said, you're going to save 25 cents a gallon for your first five fill-ups. That alone is worth signing up. But on top of that, your first five Polar Pops are free. So you're going to save 25 cents a gallon every time you fill up. You can get five free sodas. After that, every sixth item is going to be free on things like Polar Pops, donuts, um, dispensed beverages, it, it really is awesome. Sign up with the QR code on the screen or visit www.circlek.com slash inner circle for more information. Get a free any size polar pot from Colorado Circle K by texting DNVR to 31310. That's DNVR to the number 31310. Message and data rates may apply. Periodic recurring messages per month. Terms and conditions can be reviewed at circlek.com. Additionally, if you are going to hit your Circle K, you're going to get some snacks, you're going to go home, you're going to make the right decision. You also want to make sure you hit up the Dispo on the way home because, oh, yeah. I mean, if you're sitting watching, you know, a little basketball, you got your gummies, maybe you got some cheddar, uh, caramel popcorn action. That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. You might want yourself a little pre-roll or, you know, a gummy no or doubt. something no like doubt. that. And with Natures of Colorado, it's the best way to get access to an amazing grade of cannabis and a vast variety of products. Check them out for all your needs. Infuse edibles, high-potency concentrates, some of the best flour in the state. There are four Natures of Colorado locations in Colorado, uh, Log Lane Village, Garden City, Sedgwick, and Millican. It is the go-to dispo in northeastern Colorado. Remember, save time by ordering online at naturescolorado.com. What's awesome, you don't even have to get out of your car. All of their locations have drive throughs Some of their deals include a $99 ounce every day, but if you use that code DNVR, you can get any shelf ounce for $85. So you can get a top shelf ounce for like, you know, what's normally the the pre-weighed stuff. So that's a great deal. Exquisite extracts, two gram bucket for 15. Remember to use the code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores. Let's go. Shout out them 
Anything else you want to say on CSU specifically before we kind of transition here, talk about the league as a whole? I will actually talk a little bit of football at the end. East-West Shrine game going on tonight. Love that. Dre and I just wrapped up the draft pod. Go check that out if you missed it. Um, so we'll be talking about that. But it's, I mean, these next couple weekends, like y- you got to be locked in on the Mountain West because this is where it's all going to get decided. Yeah, it's a really, really fun league to follow. Every game, the the stakes just feel so high, and every like every road win just feels monumental. Like I was shocked when you know I caught I caught parts of the game, then I did whatever else and went to bed early or what have you. But I was shocked when I saw Boise was able to upset New Mexico. Shocked, Max Rice. He a dog, 35 points in the pit, man. And he's been struggling. He's a high volume shooter. I've statistically been actually like one of the least inefficient guys in the country. He's taken a lot of heat. He's obviously Leon Rice's son. Whenever you're the coach's son, you know, that's, that's going to draw some criticism. If you're not playing well, you know, people being like, you know, daddy ball, this and that, but Max Rice can play. Like I'll I'll tell you this Boise fans, like that's not a, that's not like a charity rotation minute. Like I, I promise you, that's a dude that's been a thorn in CSU's side for three years now. I thought it was cool to see him have that moment. Uh, admittedly, I have a pretty hard time rooting for Boise in anything. Um, he went Leon off, Rice man. is a big whiner. He drives me nuts. But shout he out to off. Max Rice, a massive win for Boise State, mm-hmm. who you know now has a, a couple of big wins away from home. They beat UNL or uh, Nevada on the road. Nevada's kind of fallen off. They're no longer in the top six, but still a really good team yeah um so i mean it's just like every road game is monumental it's so fun to follow this well it's it's what's so massive for csu like you have to steal this one against fresno because like just objectively it's it's gonna be easier to win in fresno than it is in viejas or the pit or you have you have to you know even vegas or something like that you have to and i'm you know like they get a road win against one of those top teams. I'm going to be hyped. And they've, they've still got That's a couple of opportunities. Sweet. I would like to see them get one. Yes. It's like, yes, it's not a situation where I'm going to like use that against them. If they can't beat San Diego state or New Mexico on their own, I'm like, Oh, this team's not going to be able to translate in the tournament. They have five wins away from Moby, including two true road wins. But like, these are the ones that mean more, you know, like beating Greeley and is fun and all that. But you know, Go get you one in Vegas. Go get you one over San Diego State or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, it's how loaded this league is. It's how competitive it is. It's how many good teams, good players you have in it that ups the stakes, that makes you care, that makes you want it more, right? Like, that makes it cooler when you actually achieve things. 100%. There's validity to it. This, yeah. In every sense of the, the term, the Mountain West is a high major basketball league this Big year. Big time. Like, Big time. And it's not just me saying it. Like people will come in and all oh, you're some Mountain West guy. I'm like, well, so is nope. Heat Check uh, College Basketball Central, John Rothstein, CBS. Go watch yeah. them all. They will tell you this league. It's as hard to earn a, a win on the road in this league as anywhere else. So it's true. Massive trip coming up for CSU. Uh, I'll get into this game more uh, tomorrow. Gonna have the homie Ben Girding back on, friend of the podcast. We'll dive into the Mountain West as a whole. We'll talk CSU, maybe a little buffs. Um, We'll even talk uh, Duke, North Carolina on Saturday. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Huge weekend coming up in college basketball. And with that in mind, the updated Mountain West Power Rankings, we've had a ton of movement from last week because we have had a lot of action in this league and a lot of signature wins. Um, Would you believe it? It's getting harder and harder because you can't just do it off head-to-head because it's everybody has beaten somebody who has lost to somebody who has beaten somebody. And that's what this league is going to get. So... If you want to just go straight by the standings, that's fine. Um, I don't think that's necessarily indicative of who's playing the best ball right now. We'll get into all that. Uh, but number 11, it pains me. I love you, Tim. Uh, yep. I love you, Cardenas. Yep. San Jose State's in the cellar, though. I just There's not much to say about it. They don't have the depth. Tough. They blew Tough. a couple of key opportunities early on in the year to get wins against some of the teams in the bottom a third of the the league and now you're in a situation where it's just going to be really tough night in and night out for them speaking of tim miles nebraska having a nice hoop season huh they quietly they quietly pretty good around a little bit i can't remember his name they had this 
this little three point shooter. I believe he's a, a Japanese guy. Um, I, I was just, just checking rains them out. threes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A lot of fun to watch. So, uh, yeah, Huskers basketball, weirdly fun to watch. Odd. Very odd. Yes, I'm in on them against Wisconsin <laughs> tonight. Not I like that. I might, might trail you on that. Um, Kese Tominaga. Not even going to try. <laughs> Number 10, we're going Air Force Falcons. Um, you could 10 through 8, I think, are all you could kind of make an argument that it could be any order you want. I like... 10 through 8, really? Yeah, I just think a lot that of... deep. Yeah, well, I mean, like, 10, 9, and 8. Like, I think you could say, like, depending on what... I get 10 and 9. 8 seems like a bit of a stretch. 8, to me, feels you're, you're, like in a tier of their own. I meant to say 11 through 9. Yes. Oh, oh, gotcha, yes. gotcha. Sorry. No, that makes sense. Yes. That makes sense, yes. I was looking Not at it, and it was my brain. But um, I do think Fresno, the better of those three. They have the most size. They can play the best defense. They've been the friskiest. Is that fair to say? I guess well, Air Force has had some Air Force kicked moments. the shit out of UNLV in <laughs> Vegas and took CSU to OT in Fort Collins. <laughs> you forget about that. They just don't have any depth. That's Shit the hard part about them. State's kind of been frisky at times. There, that's there's, that's yeah, the thing. No, is like you're, you're right. splitting hairs. Right, None Jay, of these Mike. are great you're right. teams. You're right. But like any of these bottom three, if you were like, yeah. did you see San Jose State no, upset Nevada tonight? Or like, you know, totally did you see... Right. Air Force was able to beat, you know, San Diego. San Diego State might be a stretch, but you know what I mean. For sure, for sure. Uh, but so Falcons, we love the military. Uh, God bless oh, the yeah. USA. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fresno State at number nine. Don't insult anyone now either, though. I'm that was genuine. <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> I didn't sing it genuinely, but it is a banger. Um, yeah, look, Fresno's not a good team. They're frisky at home. If you're the Rams, you need to go into this. It's going to be a stale environment. That's I'm the, so terrified, man. I'm kind of like, I like that it's not going to be going into the pit, going into Logan. You don't have to go into that. But also, eh. there's an element of that that kind of brings the best out of you. Whereas yeah. when you're playing a team that's kind yes. of frisky and it's just dead. Yes. You know, I worry Beave, if you have a slow start. Like, Dave, a must you're expected to win and on the road. It's a tough. It's a tough one. It's you have to generate it's a tough proposition. your own intensity. And your that's going to be really Jesus. key for yes. the CSU team. You're coming off the big win. You can't be feeling yourself too much. I think they've learned. It tests your teamness, man. Yeah. And I, I do think that the veteran presence of this team is huge. Like, I don't worry about it as much if it was a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. But I'm kind of hoping the Wyoming loss was a bit of a turning point. I, I think it is. You know, I, it was but hard. There's a bit of like, you know, we're good, but we haven't all we've. We've not played our best too often, and we can't keep accepting that. They needed to flip a switch, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like they did mm-hmm. against San Diego State. Now can you sustain it? That's yeah. the big question yeah. mark for this team. Totally, man. They played really high-level basketball for two straight months. So do I think it's possible? Yeah, because I've seen them do it. Absolutely. But, you know, these are the dog days. This is this is really when you show what you're made of. and For sure. Again, I think it's all going to come down to mentality. And then just like they did against San Diego State, like – can you just do the basics? Yeah. Can you attack yep. the rim? Can you share the ball? Can you not turn it over? Can you take your their turnovers and create it into transition right. opportunities? Yep. Can yep. you get to the free throw line? Can you not give up a million free throws? Like all these little things. It's not like they've played awful in any of these losses. They've had awful stretches for a couple minutes at a time, but they really haven't had a game this year like for instance, they went to Boulder last year, just got the absolute brakes beaten off of them. They haven't had one of those. I just want to see them find the consistency. When this team scores 75 points, they're 15 and one. So that's the thing. Like, it's why I want them to up the pace, the more high scoring. We've talked about it. Like, that's where they're going to be at their best. And that's why it was so pertinent to get to the rim, to play inside out, because this team is a good jump shooting team, not a great jump yep. shooting team. 100%. They have some good jump shooters and some really great scores. But as a whole, you know, it's not the Warriors. You know, it's not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, they have some guys. And I think that Josiah Strong, Jalen Lake, all these guys are better three-point shooters than they've shown. And maybe those numbers even out a little bit. And, you know, it, that'd sure be nice at the end of the season. You have this mentality. Yeah, and all of a sudden, instead of 33% from three, you're 48% from three. Right, and that's, right. you know, a six to nine-point difference per game. Just increase your margins a little bit. Um, yeah, we got sidetracked a little bit there, but 
Huge game coming up against Fresno State for CSU. One you can't afford to lose, but don't let that number nine ranking make you feel like this is a you know going to be a cakewalk because it won't. No, um, and at eight you have sixteen and five Nevada. Just crazy. They've lost four or five. Now their win was over CSU. Obviously a big one at home. They get a prime Kobe performance from Blackshear and Lucas. Right after that, I think those two combined to go like six of 31. So, you know, it's kind of like what we were talking about even after that game. Yes, this sucks. It was frustrating. But I mean, when their two best players have the game of their life, very similar if you're San Diego State sitting here being like, look, we played really pretty well on the road. Neat Clifford and Isaiah Stevens went for 40 on, and, yep. you know, like yep. sometimes the best players just carry it a victory. This is an Nevada team who I think their ceiling is on par with anybody when they play their best game, but the, the lack of consistency worries me, and they are so dependent on Lucas and Blackshear that I just wonder, I are you going to be able to have enough to get to the finish line here? And they're not going to... The problem if you're in Nevada... Hell of a duo to rely on, though. Oh, they're great, and that's like... Yeah. I could totally see those two just getting hot. The scary part, though, if you're in Nevada or mostly Nevada, everyone else's non-con is pretty good. New Mexico a little bit too. You don't have the non-conference metrics that CSU has, that San Diego State has, that even Boise, even though they didn't have the quality wins, they played a lot of good teams. Or UNLV, who you have next. Or UNLV. Yeah. And that's, this is, I went this back This is a and crazy forth. stretch. This, the six, seven is really fun. So UNLV, they've won two out of their last three. They should have won the third before that, and they blew it. They're a team whose talent is probably top three in the league. I mean, the, the Boone brothers are think, really uh, good. They've got some guys that can score. They just don't play cohesively <sighs> as a unit. I, like when I watch them, I don't understand what they are trying to accomplish. And that's the thing that frustrates me is like CSU, they have an identity. Boise State, they have an identity. San Diego State, Utah State, they all have an identity. UNLV yeah. feels like watching a pickup game where it's like, yeah, they got some hoopers out there and like they're going to have some nice stretches. But man, when things get tough, I they, mean, that's what's crazy is that's their identity. They're like the yeah. talented team that like plays with no fucking clue and like might be good one day. It might be kind of a disaster the next. And that's why they're frustrating because it's a program that just completely underachieves. Um, and they're a program that hurts the other teams, you know, like CSU, for instance, they sweep CSU two years ago because they're not able to do anything with Bryce Hamilton. He just goes off and back to back games. That UNLV team was like, they finished second in the league, but they were like a 500 team in non-conference play. They're just, they're a super frustrating program. The talent is there. Um, we got a question here. Am I dumb for thinking the Rams should almost be favored in the Mountain West tournament? Hard to see a team on paper better built, better built for a tournament than the Rams. I think it's still got to be Utah State um, just because they have the, at this point, when you look at the, the road wins that they have, only two losses. I think you got to give it to them. But I, I have said all year that I do feel like this is a team whose style of play should translate in the tournament setting. So I would agree with you, Jacob, when you have high level point guard play you play cohesive defense on night to night and you've got a couple of athletic bigs that are, you know, versatile that, that should be a benefit because they can kind of match yeah. up with different styles of teams, but we'll see. I, I, I would not put CSU as the favorite right now though. You're certainly more equipped to speak on all these other teams. I'd say for the Rams to re-enter that, that tier of being the favored going into the tournament the depth needs to come back. We talked about Lake and Strong. I think that's huge for the depth. Niney Joe and Bamba yes, and yes, all these guys. Javante yes, Johnson, yes, who's Jay seemingly Mike. taken Tavy's minutes. Um, but especially Joe and Bemba. Like yes. those guys were key pieces of the rotation in the non-conference. And they're still doing like, you know, they're still going for rebounds, diving for loose balls. Yeah, they're yeah, still yeah, doing yeah. the hustle stuff that you yeah. love. But they're not those they're not knocking down those eighth, ninth yeah. guys that they were two months ago. And that's the thing, like Joe Palmer, if he can be a guy that gives you 10 off the bench, totally, all of a man. sudden that yes. dynamic switch. Is well, and the spacing, you just talked about the jump shooting on this team. Good, not great. Well, when your eighth man is giving you 10 quick points because he got hot and he's two a six from the stripe and then gives you those hustle plays and whatever, then it becomes a little different. I'm with you. They need more out of the rotation. That's 
that's been an issue now for about three straight games. Uh, I think the starters scored 71 of 79 points in this one. So yeah. you need more out of them. Point yeah. blank period. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's we're not saying they're terrible or anything like that. You love no. the effort. It was such a strength, though, earlier in the season when saying what Jacob's saying was when like you were so overwhelming, right? Yeah. That we got to be in that stratosphere. You got to get back to that. Agreed. And that was, you know, what made San Diego State so dangerous last year. Like yeah. their, their yeah. starting five was really good and they were experienced. They could do hockey subs. They went 10 deep, and typically you don't do that. Typically you're only going to go like seven, eight deep in your rotation, but the Rams need to be able to overwhelm you with their depth, which has not necessarily been the case um, of late. Same deal, like they need to be a great offense because I think they're a good defense, not a great defense. They play effort. They play discipline, but, you know, like they don't have like, I don't know, like a Jalen House on-ball type point guard defender. Isaiah's made massive strides, and I think he's underrated as a defender, but he's not like a lockdown, you know, no. lockdown your guard. They don't have that seven-foot or, you know, who's going to completely yeah. shut down the paint, but yep. got to get that offense going. Um, we got Wyoming at six. It's huge. They are hot right now. They're great at home. They just finally got a road win. They convincingly beat Air Force in the Springs. I question their depth, but I mean, they were able to beat CSU on a day. They weren't able to shoot the ball. Well, which really that had been their recipe for success all year. They're a team that shoots the shoots the hell out of the three ball. I certainly would not want to be matched up with them in the mountain West tournament. They feel like a team that could get hot for a couple of games, hit some shots and, and ruin somebody's yeah. day. I also think that as fun as that win was for them, and like you know, give them all the props. I'm not trying to diminish it or anything like that. I do think talent-wise, there is a clear gap between them and these top five teams. And I think they're not even as talented as UNLV or Nevada. No way, They're just man. playing better basketball right now. For sure. And it's the power rankings. It's uh, the assessment of where the stock currently lies for each team at present. So that's why you got that. And that's probably why you organized four and five the way you did. I think you could go either way. I put San Diego State 5, CSU 4. To me, they're very similar. Neither team has done much on the road. Both, team have been, both teams have been awesome at home. Both teams have great veterans. Both teams have the capability to put it on, but have been a little bit up and down. So if all things are generally the same, your record is essentially the same. CSU takes it because you just played head-to-head 36 hours ago. And kind of same with 2-3? Yeah. Same deal. Like, I think New Mexico, Boise State, you're right there in the same range. Um, Boise State going into the pit and winning the way they did last night. That's Boise's the most impressive conference win of the season. One. Boise's the biggest, ceiling is like, really high because they're defensively, like it's them or San Diego State. Those are the best two defenses yeah, in the conference. Yeah. Hart is such a force. Stanley's a guy who can get hot shooting. The key for them is they didn't really have that third guy. Now, if Max Rice can be what he was last night, and he's not going to go for 35 every night. Sure. But if he can give him 15 a night, that completely changes the picture of this team. They make me nervous. I'll say that. Boise's a very good team. Um, their yeah. problem is they, they've had two losses at home that just, and they blew it like both times against UNLV and Utah State. They're up. They could, you know, be a one loss conference team right now. And, and I just watch them offensively and there's just some moments where it's like, geez, they don't have a, tr- like Roddy Anderson is a true all. point guard trying to play in a system that doesn't want a true point guard. Uh-huh. And there are just times where it seems like they don't know where to go with the ball. Like if, if Degenhart isn't able to just own totally. in the paint, if yeah. you know, Stanley's not cashing threes, right. they become, they get super real stagnant and they yeah. start jacking up shots yeah. and it becomes ISO heavy. So I don't love that. I don't love their like style just of play. Zone up against them, right? I would. That, Dare I mean, shoot. you know, like now, again, I'm a dude on a cat. Like I'm just, I'm not trying to say I have the answer to how to stop. But I'm just like, it seems they're kind of boring offensively, and it seems fairly well. And then, but then they'll have like, like stop an Andrew Meadow, like he did against CSU, hits four threes. Where it's like, are you fuck, fucking okay, cool? I know, I know. I Role know. players. Role players always better at home, though. Hey um, man. Number one, Utah State, man. What they have been able to accomplish this year. They've separated themselves. Yeah, their resume speaks for itself at this point. Their in-conference resume is by far the strongest. I would argue that 
their non-conference resume, although super impressive, maybe wasn't the, the quality of wins wasn't quite there with CSU, with San Diego State, who, you know, beat Gonzaga on the road. CSU gets the win over Creighton. It's undeniable at this point. Like we, they're winning at home. They're winning on the road. They're beating top six teams. Great Osabor is firmly in the conversation for Mountain West Player of the Year. Danny Sprinkle would be my favorite to be Coach of the Year, just given he literally replaced the entire roster. They've just elevated once conference play started, and they're the one team you can say that about. And like you know, as much as I'm complaining about Boise not having identity, Utah State has an identity on both sides of the ball. Man, they just everything they do is meticulous. They are the anti like UNLV, you know, where it's yeah, that guy's a great athlete, but what the hell are you doing? Every pass has purpose. Every set, everything is with design. They they switch effectively defensively. I, I just I really like this Utah State team. Hell of a job. Um, before we get out of here, before we talk a little bit of football. Shout out to the homies over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breck Brew has been with us since the beginning. They've been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. Some of our favorites include Mountain Beach Sour, uh, the Fun Slinger, fun to say, fun to crush. Check out the Breck Beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Also, Fubo TV is the easiest way to watch all of your Colorado sports. You can get altitude. Uh, you can get CBS Sports Network, FS1, FS2. Keep up with all things Mountain West. I mean, really all things college basketball. Yeah, On for sure. top of that, uh, you know, movies, you know, whatever you need. 140 plus live channels. Saw Nathan for you, free on demand on there. Perfect. A thousand hours of cloud DVR included with no extra charge. Yeah, man. And the best thing is unlike cable, it's no contract, no cable, no hassle. It's so You can great. just sign up and start watching. You can do a free trial literally right now. Uh, watch all your favorite NFL action, all your favorite college basketball action with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR. That's www.fubotv.com slash DNVR. Sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro or just scan that QR code on the screen. Awesome. All right. Like I said, um, I will have more hoops content coming out over the next 24 hours. So make sure that you guys keep your eyes locked out on that. If you haven't checked out the... Uh, the takeaways or the written feature that I already have up from Tuesday night, that's over on the site, as is Ryan Green's uh, Spotlight, Spotlight yeah. available on YouTube. So sick. He is the best in the business. Yeah, we got lots of love for that. You got an Isaiah Stevens jersey? Yeah, my guy. Uh, shout out Nick Triwarta. I, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right. Um, I asked Incredible. him. A couple, dude, the CSU community is just, it's unreal. Um yeah, I get, I get so emotional about it's it, really but great. it was just cool. Like when I go up there and obviously right now with it being sellout crowds, a lot of the people there, they're, they're the diehards. They're locked in the type of people that are, you know, listening to our content. Yeah. But <laughs> Ryan was just giving me crap. Cause he's like, you walk in there and like, you're the mayor. People are dapping <laughs> you up courtside. They're giving you stuff. And I'm not saying that because it's, I'm not going to be, Oh, I'm so cool. I'm Mr. Yeah, CSU or anything like that. Style. It's just like, it's unreal to me that CSU fans care that much, um, that they're willing to get Very gifts humbling, for me man. and really cool support the show and just everything. It means the world. So much awesome. love to all of you. Much love to all of you in the comment section. If you give oh, us yeah. a thumbs up, Leave I'd appreciate it. On, Shout baby. out to my guy, Jacob Kennedy. Better late than never, brother. Um, does Sprinkle leave after this offseason asking us about Utah State's coach? That's the great dilemma, you know. The funny thing is Utah State, they have had a ton of success these last couple of years, and they're like averaging a new coach every other year. They don't put a ton of investment in there. So the fact that they're able to have this sustained success amidst the turnover yeah, is, really is pretty impressive. damn impressive. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll see. I, I'll say he sticks around for at least one more year. That's my gut. Uh, but they, they sure have a hell of a time hanging on to coaches there in Logan, which is weird because... Like it's a fun arena. The the fans are engaged. It, it just comes down to money is really all it comes down to. But um, we shall see. Before we get out of here, and we're not going to spend a ton of time on this because uh, by the time you guys are listening to this, the East West Shrine game will already be going um, if you're listening to the audio side. But Mo Camara, Dallin Holker, Chigose Anusium are all competing in the East West Shrine game tonight. I was surprised that Mo especially did not get a senior bowl invite, uh, but based on everything that yeah. I have been able to 
uh, read and, and kind of see. It seems like he is really flashed as a pass rusher in the one on one drills, which is exactly what you expect. Yeah. Totally. Holkers had some nice moments as a pass catcher. It's a year where the tight end class is not particularly deep. Yeah. Just generally speaking, and we've kind of talked about some of this before, but uh, what are your thoughts on on those two guys, especially as pro prospects? And we'll get into a, a little bit on Chiggy too. Yeah, I mean, Mo is obviously in a different tier. He's uh, in a deep-ish edge rushing class. It's you think that's a, why he didn't get the invite? Just it's the depth a pretty of the senior bowl. Yeah, I honestly don't know because I think he's definitely like he feels like the archetype for the guy that gets invited. Totally, usually. he's well within the range. Uh, so I'm not so sure because when you put the tape on, it's been a couple of years where the leverage and power he plays with that first step explosiveness. You know, his hands. He's he's developed his pass rush move. He's really been a formidable force. And uh, yeah, I'm not surprised at all that he's standing out in the East West Shrine. Holker's interesting because he's a receiving tight end. How great of an athlete is it? As he, especially since he's an older prospect, right? I just wonder, like, and I feel like he has the body of more of being a traditional inline tight yes. end, but that's not his game. He's not a blocker. Bit of it's, a one-trick pony. He's more of a pass catcher. Yeah. Is he going to be able to run well enough to get separation against NFL DBs, even some NFL linebackers right. with the way they move these days? So more of a gadget player almost. You know, I mean, not, but like. I think he could have a role. I just think he needs to be in a system. starter or rotational player at a premium position. Holker's like, yeah, we need a system that might carry two tight ends that is going to rely on a second tight end who might be more inclined as a receiving tight end and doesn't rely on speed as much. I mean, I could see him being like a red a zone guy fit. and he's got yeah. sure hands. He runs good routes. I mean, he's not like he runs good routes and look, uh, ath raw athleticism is in everything. Like the guy gets open. That's what I mean. Like that he just finds space, which I love seven to me. You know? Agreed. And he's a hard guy to bring down. Like he's deceptively and granted, like, some of the mountain West DBs that are missing tackles on him. Like that's not going to happen in the league, but sure. he's a, he's a little shifty when he's yes. running. He's got yes. some wiggle to him. He's able to make some DBs yeah. miss where you're like, damn, I, I was really surprised. He took that 30 yards. Well, good tight ends who maybe aren't freak athletes. They all have that. Yeah. They all have that. So that's encouraging to me. Um, he's going to interview well. Um, but I think as far as the, the draft eval process, it's, it's the age that works against him. He's already 24 years old. Big time. And it's it's just the fact that he's, like you said, kind of a one-trick pony. You know, you just, you'd like a little bit more versatility from him as a blocker, I think. I, I still think he has a good chance to get drafted, but I, I think it's probably that like late sixth, seventh yeah. round range. It's just when you're a football player who your mere presence on the field gives away what kind of play call may be coming up. That's a, that's a tough sell for NFL coaches just because you, you don't want to give Especially away your when play. you're 24 years old. <laughs> yeah. When you line up, you know, um, would be a fun guy to see stay local and those like local pro days and maybe get a chance in Sean Payton's offense. Well, that's what I wanted to ask it. you about. They don't have a pass catcher They've right got now. The opportunity. It, you yeah. know, they have like the man hurts tight end, the guy who can be that in line traditional Healthy blocker. Dulcich. Yes, I'll believe it when I see it, but yes. Uh, that's right. No, I mean, uh, when I talk to my friends who maybe aren't dialed in, it seems that Dulcich has entered the Juwan James, like, I don't believe he exists anymore type, <laughs> you know, where it's like, okay, yeah, I got it. Haha, ha, you're funny. Are birds real? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's, that's what Greg Dulcich is at right now. So We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now 
and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. No, he'd be... I'll be interested to see how he runs and is evaluated. Mo, on the other hand, I think that's the guy who's going to go in the third round or so and have his say in how his NFL career goes. What's the highest you could see Mo Camara going? Like late second? So like, like mid-50s? If you told me he goes like higher than Utah defensive and Jonah Ellis, well, I think they're in the similar tier of prospect. Jonah might be on the higher side of that tier. Mo might be on the lower side. For most analysts, I'm not even saying for myself. If you told me in three months, oh, he ended up going higher than Jonah Ellis, I'm surprised I'm far from shocked. I'm like, oh, surprising, but yeah, I see it. I'm going to say, and this is just a shot in the dark for fun, but I, th- it, I think it is kind of the range where he'll go. Mo Camara selected with the 58th overall pick Ooh. of the NFL draft. That's what I'm, I, I, that. I think he goes a little earlier than people think. Now, you know, I asked you last time, I was like, do you think he can go top 75? I think firmly he will go top 75. Yep. Yep. I think he's going to go right around that 60 range, though, and I think he's going to go just ahead of it. So I'm going to say 58, which would be three picks after Trey McBride was drafted. I believe, I believe he was 55 for Arizona. Right. It's kind of that Sounds like right. Western Richburg yep. range where yep. a lot of people were kind of surprised by that. But you know, if you watched Western Richburg over their years, it made sense where you're just like, yeah, maybe his ceilings not quite that as some of these other guys, but also like you could just put him in the lineup and forget about it for the next five years. Weston certainly justified that pick. If he wouldn't have gotten hurt, he'd still Trey be a starter in the league today. Big time. Yeah. I just, I, I don't see how a guy like Mo doesn't translate. I just, I can't see it. Like he's, he's got the For traits, sure. he's got the resume, the, the relentless motor. Like Henry, when I was talking to him to the other day, he, he compared the motor to like a James Harrison type player. Huh. I like that kind of like stand up coming that's off great, the edge, man. the bend, really beating a, a tackle, comp. like just a guy that's going to wear you down. Mm. I don't hate You've that. You've made comp. the Shaq comparison before. Joey Porter might not be off either. I think Porter is a really you know, like good comp. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. Especially feel young that Porter. Far off young Porter that's rushing the passer Rams. still. Yeah. 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 Because Porter turned more into like a traditional off-ball a linebacker off as he ball. got older. No, I'm saying early. Early coming, coming out of CSU Pittsburgh. Yes. yes, that's exactly what he is. I love it. Um, Chigose yeah. Anusium, we're rooting for him as well. Think he's more of a UDFA path. I just don't think he has uh, the, the film in ter- or the, the production no, in terms the of the PBUs. But right. So I, he's going to have to sell people on his size and athleticism. And so he's, he can move combine's well. Combine's big for him. Combine's big. It's huge for him. Yeah. We shall see. Uh, shout out to everybody for tuning in. Make sure you keep up with all the CSU Hoops content we've got coming your way this weekend. Uh, keep up with all our draft coverage. We will be live every Thursday 3 p.m., which yes. will be followed by this Ram show, so you can get the double the trouble, two straight hours of JTM and Dre. Shout out to Tiffany behind the sticks, making all our dreams come true. Much love, y'all. Always proud to be. Peace. We all silly like the mayor. 